0: lecture topic pressure the knocks for the pleasure of our Rob. alhamdulillah <laughs> alhamdulillah wa kafaa wa salatu wa salam ala ibadihi alladhina istafa amma ba'du fa a'udhu billahi minash shaitani rrajim فتبسم ضاحكًا من قولها وقال said, أوزعني أن أشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علي وعلى والدي وعلى والدي وأن bit صالحًا ترضى وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Allahumma <laughs> inni as'anuka ridaaka wal jannah aw kama qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Most respected all brothers and elders. Every person from time to time refocuses towards what is his objective in whatever he might be doing in life, provided that he understands what life is about, he understands that there is some goal, some destination that he has to reach, so from time to time he will refocus, where am I headed to, what am I doing. If somebody has made, for example, business his purpose of life, Then he'll be refocusing and maybe evaluating and assessing, perhaps maybe even every day too. What has come, what has gone, what has improved, what is the growth plan, and what is the five-year plan, and what is maybe the 50-year plan. So all these plans are all the time, why? Because there is an objective, there is a purpose, there is a goal. But all these goals, these are all goals that are very very temporary and perishable. One day every person is going to leave all these dunyavi goals behind. None of these goals and objectives and purposes are going to accompany a person in the grave. So while this is part of the need of life, part of the necessity of life that a person will earn a halal living so whatever avenue Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with to earn a halal living he will then take care of that too he will attend to whatever is necessary he'll do what is required of him but within the law of Allah Ta'ala so that is nevertheless his need his necessity but what is his goal and objective So the goal and objective of a mu'min. The goal and objective sometimes appears to be, well, I need to do my amal, that's the goal and objective. So amal is extremely necessary, it's fundamental, the five pillars of deen, there can be no compromise on it, but that in itself also is not the goal. That in itself also is not the objective. Rather that is also a means to the objective. And the objective in everything for a mu'min, Allah ta'ala must become pleased. Everything that he does, Allah ta'ala must become pleased. Otherwise, he may be doing the amal. Amal might be there, and there might be a lot of amal also. But if that objective is missing, that very amal will become the source of his destruction. The Hadith Sharif that is well known, on the day of Qiyamah, person will be called up, who was a very learned person, another person who was a very generous person, and somebody who actually gave the ultimate sacrifice, he laid his life down for the deen of Allah Ta'ala. And each one will be asked that we gave you life, we gave you all these bounties, we gave you all these special favors what you did. So each one will then say I did this, the learned person will say I learnt deen and I taught deen and I propagated deen and I passed it on to others so that you would be pleased. But Allah Ta'ala knows what's in the depth of the heart. That was what the outside was, what's inside Allah Ta'ala knows. And if it was somebody who did it for the sake of some ulterior motive, so Amal was there, you see, this is all a lie. Now you head first to Jahannam. Person who did some other good deeds, his generosity, mashallah, person became Shaheed, what can be beyond that? He said, but no, you did this for all other purposes. It was in order to gain the praises of people, for the good comments of people. So now you already got that in dunya, what are you asking for here now? And these will be the people with whom the fire of Jahannam will be kindled. So SubhanAllah the Amal was there, very great. But this primary purpose was missing in it. Allah Taala must become pleased that pleasure of others came in the way. People must become happy, they must become impressed they must give some good comments so this primary purpose got lost that very amal became the source of destruction so on the one side the amal is very necessary but that amal must be such that it earns the pleasure of allah taala the ayat of the quran sharif that was recited so the lengthy incident say sulaiman ali Salatu Salam, he Looked and found that one bird was missing, hood from the whole, all his forces that was to go with him. And he could communicate with the birds, with the animals. Allah Ta'ala had blessed him with a kingdom like nobody ever had. So now he found this one bird was this bird is supposed to be in place, but this bird is missing. So where is it gone to? And when it comes back, oh I get hold of it, I'm going to take it to task. Eventually this bird came back, hudud came back. The Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala mentions this incident. So now it comes back and gives its whole report. We went on some surveillance mission. And I came back, this is a report. I passed by a kaum, some people. They were worshipping this queen of theirs. And they, had, they they had this queen they were worshipping the sun as to I mean, the min dunillah and whatever else they were involved in and then this huge throne that this queen has he started describing all this in any case the details in it are lengthy but in this incident Suleiman salat wa then Ask that. Okay, who is going to go and bring that throne and come? As a huge throne, massive, huge throne. Perhaps this masjid might be too small compared to it. And now who say who's going to bring it and come? Because now these people will you have to make them understand that all this that they getting so thrilled over and getting so overcome by this glitter and glamour of dunya. What is the reality of it? how insignificant this is. So in order to make them understand and realize that, he said, who's going to go bring that now from another land? So one jinn who was present in the gathering, he said, as long as you still are busy in this sitting, this session of court, before the session of court is over, I'll bring it and come. Not give me ten days to bring it or 24 hours also so how long is that session going to take another half an hour another one hour another two hours but before you wake up from this session of yours I will bring that huge throne and come I have that ability and strength and I'm Reliable enough to do the job too. But then further Allah Ta'ala says, There was a person who had been blessed with the knowledge of the book of Allah Ta'ala also in that gathering. And he said, إِلَيْكَ He said, before your eye can blink, I'll bring it in the blink of an eye, I'll bring this throne and come. And the next thing, he brought it and gave it. In the next instant it was there, this huge throne. And now, Muss- Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sees this, and he says, this is the fuzzle of my Allah, but this is a test. Allah tell us grace, but now that grace has come as a test, liablouani a ashkuru am akfur. Am I going to be grateful? Or am I going to be ungrateful? And likewise, on that occasion now, when Hudhud came and he gave this whole report, so sulaiman As-Salam smiled about it. And then he now turned to Allah, and Amta Ya Allah, you give me the ability to be grateful to you. Why? Because this is going to be the means to gain your closeness. The true gratitude, gratitude in reality. This is what's going to make me become close to you and earn your pleasure. And likewise the favors and bounties you blessed my parents with. And then he goes on further, one a'mala salihan One is one aamala salihan. you bless me with the ability to do righteous deeds. But just to do the deed. The righteous deed is not just good enough. But such a righteous deed, ترضاه, which you become pleased with. So the deed must be righteous. If it is a wrong deed it's an evil deed it's already gone then that's a problem already before it even got anywhere but even the good deed the righteous deed Tarda Allah, you must become pleased with it then only it's worth the while so now this is the whole crucial aspect that it is not just a matter of doing anything just anyway anyhow or Just because I did some things, it doesn't matter what else I did. So these few things now, this is enough for me. And whatever else I do, right or wrong, doesn't matter. I perform my salah, so it doesn't matter how I conduct myself. Thereafter, after salah, what I'm doing out on the street, how I'm looking, where I'm looking. I made some tilawat of the Quran Sharif, so now I can read some other things which are totally wrong. Person who is concerned about earning Allah Ta'ala's pleasure... So he will be concerned about earning Allah Ta'ala's pleasure in the masjid, in his business, at his job, at his profession, within the four walls of his home, in how he speaks, how he conducts himself in day-to-day things. And in all this, if there is some pressure on his nafs, he is now, because there is a tent of war often, if I do this, then maybe I'll be happy about it. Why I'll be happy? Because is what my nafs is demanding. I'm tempted towards something. So if I do it, I'll feel very happy, so to say. That's what nafs and shaitan deceive us to think. But if I don't do it, that's going to be very great pressure on my nafs. But Allah Taala will become happy. Because that pressure on the nafs That is now Mujahada. Allah Ta'ala will become happy. Now what do I do? Make myself happy? Or make Allah Ta'ala happy? So now the person who has the reality in front of him, this life, how short it is, how soon we could suddenly be gone, what is our destination, where we headed to, and what is our primary purpose to earn Allah Ta'ala's pleasure, says well, whatever pressure comes, whatever Mujahada is required, I have to make it. Because that's where my success lies. Those who Allah Ta'ala blesses with that himmat, then they will make that mujahada wherever it comes. Just to understand that how people made this mujahada. There's so many incidents, but just one particular incident which is very interesting, of when those who have committed themselves, that if I have to make that mujahada, I have to make it. Because the primary thing is Allah must be pleased. There is this one incident written in the kitabs about this one person in Baghdad. It was a businessman living his life, good person, performing his salah, whatever the amal. As time went on, everything was going well, smoothly. Something his wife that sixth sense Suddenly started kicking in, something is not seeming to be the same. There seems to be something different happening now. So, carried on coming to mind. So, one day she said to her maid that tomorrow, when he goes, every now and again he's going away for some extended time. So, tomorrow he's going again. When he goes, you just follow quietly, very discreetly. And you see where his going was going on. Don't tell anybody anything. Just come back and report to me. So any case she followed him quietly. After a while he came to his after finished off his whatever work at his business and so on, then he went in a different direction. So she followed quietly. Eventually he came to another area and then he comes to a particular house. And then he knocked on the door or whatever and the door opened for him and he went to the inside. So she went to the neighbor's house to find out who lives here next door. She so said, well, this particular lady lives here next door. And she recently got married, well, however long ago, prior, she got married to this person who was a businessman in the town of Baghdad. So now the whole story came to light now. But now he secretly got married again. So she came and reported the whole matter so now obviously this was quite a shock to this first wife though there are two separate issues here this is not the the place for the discussion in the detail but just on a general note one is never ever to object neither verbally nor within to anything any command of Allah Ta'ala or anything that Allah Ta'ala has made permissible Allah Ta'ala has made something permissible There should be no reservations about the permissibility that Allah has given in something. It's a separate matter that if somebody is intending to take a second wife or third wife, then he'll be told think ten times. Because it's a second wife think twice, no. Even second wife think ten times. So that's a separate subject now. But the point is, What Allah has made permissible and halal, the heart should not have any reservations. But why is this permissible (inaudible) now? That why was never come in the way. So that's a separate subject, there's no time for that subject now. So any case, this lady got quite shocked about it. But then she kept calm and she told his maid also, you tell nobody about it. And she then continued her life like as if she didn't know what's happening. And continuing to serve her husband just as she had been doing before. Some time passed. That husband got very sick. And he passed away. When he passed away, so whatever was necessary was done. Finally he was buried. So the next day, this now the whole estate was in the hands of this this wife and her children because nobody else knew about the second marriage. So all, everything was in their control. But she had known about this. So now she called that maid and she said, look, whatever that cash and whatever other belongings they were, she quickly worked out all the details. And then she sent a message with this maid, you go now to that house, you know where it was. You go and meet with that lady again. Now this is where this aspect about Allah ta'ala must be pleased. To start off with, this was a very difficult thing for her as a woman. And now the husband went and secretly contracted a second nikah somewhere. She suppressed that nafs to still carry on like nothing happened. And now when the situation came up that it became an issue of miras, of inheritance. So if she just kept quiet about it, nobody would have known. Nobody else knew. But she didn't keep quiet about it. Allah Ta'ala must be pleased. So she sent the message. You go and you tell her that half the whatever I'm entitled to you entitled to the same amount. Because the wife, whatever her share is, if there's more than one wife, they will share that equally. So any cases made went. met with that lady, told her, look, this is the message, this is what. So she went and brought out one piece of paper. She said, look, he was married to me. But sometime before he passed away, I didn't know he passed away. But sometime before, there's the document, he had given me talak. So I'm not entitled to anything, you take it back. If she kept kept quiet about it, who would have known? Those who have the reality in front of them that Allah Taala must be pleased, and by ducking and diving and hiding things, I can get away from the from people for a while. But how long? Can't hide from Allah Taala. The primary thing is Allah must become pleased. And Allah is all knowing. He's all seeing. He's all aware. So Allah Taala must become pleased. So in everything to be concerned about earning Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. What I want to do, what I want to say, and even what I engage my heart and mind in, is Allah Ta'ala pleased with this? Allah is all doing. Allah Ta'ala knows what the heart conceals. So one is a random thought, some whisper of shaitan, Something that is involuntary, person doesn't have any control over it, is not answerable for that. But where the deliberate engaging of the mind in some wrong, some evil, Allah is aware, can't hide that from Allah Ta'ala. So the primary thing is to earn Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. And sometimes in that quest to gain Allah Ta'ala's pleasure, sometimes people will become displeased too. Sayyida Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha in one hadith sharif it is mentioned that she said, this is her statement that manil tamasa bi bisakhatin nas radiallahu anhu wa ardan nasa alayh the one who seeks Allah ta'ala's pleasure and in the process incurs the displeasure of people because people want something else people one must get involved in some wrong People, one must do something that's haram. People are demanding, must conduct oneself in a way that Allah Ta'ala is going to become displeased. Don't, I can't do that. So you're going to, people are going to be upset, they're going to be upset, but I want to please Allah Ta'ala. So despite the displeasure of people, the person seeks Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. Now the decision is going to go in one way or the other. If it goes in this way, everybody is very happy. But Allah Ta'ala is displeased. And it goes the other way. Allah is pleased, but everybody around is very unhappy. Says doesn't matter if everybody is unhappy, but Allah ta'ala must be pleased. What will be the outcome? The outcome will be radhiyallahu anhu nasa Allah will become pleased with him, and Allah is the controller of the hearts of everybody. So when Allah becomes pleased with him, Allah will make people also happy with him. But dunya is dunya. Dunya is a place of test the person who wants to please Allah Ta'ala, he has to prove himself also. Now he did the right thing, but now he's waiting for instant returns. I must see the result of it now. Then where is the test of dunya? So now, he will have to be patient, but it will happen. That Allah Ta'ala will become pleased with him, that is instant. But Allah will make the people also pleased with him and in any case that is not the objective that's not the purpose but that is Allah Taala's favor now that a person out of the whatever challenges came whatever difficulties came he bore that patiently but his purpose was Allah must become pleased Allah Ta'ala will reward that favor and on the other side opposite the one who seeks the pleasure of people people must become happy Everybody must be pleased. Doesn't matter if Allah is displeased, now. billah. But the sovereign is Allah ta'ala, the creator is Allah ta'ala, and everything is in Allah ta'ala's control, and the hearts of people also in Allah ta'ala's control. So now He is doing things that will please people, but such things that will earn Allah's displeasure. What will become the result of this? Sahit Allahu alayhi wa ashhatan nasi alayhi. Ashatan nasi alayhi. Allah will become displeased with him. Allah will make the people who he impressed, the people who he went out of his way to please them, something will trigger off their, they too will be displeased. His dunya is gone to, his akhirah is lost as well. Because the hearts of people are in the court of Allah, in the hands of Allah ta'ala, in the control of Allah ta'ala. Now he went out of his way to do something the wrong way, but why? because this person wanted it to be done this way that person wanted it that way so now he went out of his way to do it then to one last but something happened now that same people he went out of his way to impress them but they are depressed about it and now he is under duress now whatever the whole effort all went haywire upside down of Vithanvir mentioned one incident in India one Banya, a very, very wealthy person, but by nature particular very, very hard with their money, very miserly. Now for this person to part with any money was a very difficulty. In any case, now his daughter was getting married, and so now his daughter was getting married, so now he had to do it in a style so that in any case, people must talk about it. So he went, really pulled all the stops out. To start off with, it was such a difficult thing for him to part with anything. But now, just to get that name, so he really pulled all the stops. Now, as for that zamana and time, how things used to be done. Now eventually, as the guests were finally leaving, so each guest was given one gold coin. Now, how many guests and each one given one gold coin. Now, all this was done. Now as the guests were beginning to depart, so he, having quickly met everybody, he went and ran ahead that all now, this horse and carts and all the wagons and whatever have to pass through this little space here, that road now, nobody else, there is no other way to come in and out. So everybody has to pass here. So he went and hid himself in some bushes there. Purpose was, I hear the, his praises being sung now, people are leaving now, so while leaving now you are going to talk about what just happened. And now that one gold coin is in everybody's hand. So that weight of that they will feel now. They will say something. So now he wanted to hear now the praises. So now he is hiding there in the bushes. And now the first, that caravan went past. Listening carefully. So somebody is saying that this person now, he's got so much. If he gave two gold coins, what shot would have come in his wealth? He gave one only. So he heard this thing and his whole dream came crashing down. That this was the first comment already heard. Allah knows best what will come further. All this now was for what? For people to now have some good impression about him and to please people he did what not. But everything went haywire. Hey when the niyat is the pleasure of Allah ta'ala, Allah ta'ala puts barkat in that. When the niyat is something else, forget Allah ta'ala and do things, then it backfires. And it backfires in a way sometimes you can't even then control it. What not happens then? So the primary thing in everything is to earn Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. Now, one is in the very-very fundamental things which every person knows about, our five daily salah. Allah Ta'ala's pleasure is that that salah is performed in its time correctly, salah with jamaah in the masjid, etc. Likewise, all the other amal of deen, with all that, now there are many things in our ibadat, in our muamalat, in our dealings, and likewise in other aspects of life. Then comes this particular aspect of muasharat, our social lives, and likewise, what we do, where we go, this time of the year especially. So now, outwardly shaitan puts all his steps laid out, Very, very glamorous, inviting, very tempting. Now every person is getting attracted to it. But now the person who is concerned about Allah Ta'ala's pleasure, he'll be asking himself not one time, ten times, that participating in this particular kind of thing, activity, going to certain place, being part of this kind of gathering, going to the beaches at this time of the year, going to these kind of fairs and whatever else, is this going to be something conducive to Iman? Is going to boost my Iman? I'm going to feel inspired when I leave that gathering. Maybe by the time I finish off from there, like a person came out of the Masjid after the Atikaaf in Ramadan now, he feels inspired now to live his life correctly. So a person went and spent two, three hours in such a place, he might come out of there wanting to go to the Masjid and make some tilawat or some This is a given that after spending time in that kind of environment where there's fitna, there's all kinds of wrongs taking place, the disobedience of Allah is blatantly committed. Whatever level of iman a person went there with, it is an impossibility is going to come out with the same level of iman. It's going to be decreased. The spirit of iman is not going to be the same that noor of iman is not going to be the same. Because so much of zulmat and darkness in these areas, that that zulmat is going to affect his heart. And that darkness then when it settles in the heart, Allah forbid sometimes it becomes so intense, the heart goes upside down. There is no zeal towards any righteousness. There is no zeal for salah. There is no zeal for tilawat of the Qur'an janeef. There is no zeal for any good deed. Person say, I don't know what, what, we all know what, it's all the darkness inside. It's the darkness that has settled in the heart that has become a barrier. So now when that heart is now engulfed in darkness, then it only gets attracted to dark deeds. Say birds of a feather flock together. So now inside is darkness, it's attracted to the darkness outside. So now one thing to the other, whatever person is, how to try and just pass the time in some entertainment, some merrymaking of some sort or the other. But in that process, the heart is getting more and more deeper in darkness, in kaflat, in zulmat. So the elaj and the remedy of that is not to appease oneself further. The remedy of that is, when there is darkness, the remedy is to bring light on. So now to bring in intense Amal, person in has slipped up somewhere and now the heart got engulfed in darkness, let alone half the night on that phone in haram, even five minutes in that haram will engulf the dark, two minutes will engulf that heart in darkness. So now imagine two minutes becomes two hours, becomes half the night and laugh about how much more. What becomes the condition of that heart? And where is going to be any inclination towards righteousness, towards tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, towards zikr, towards dua, it will be a burden to be in the right place, it will be very difficult to do the right things. So now the enlarge and the treatment of that is to bring that nur in the heart. How? By being in the right environments, being in the right company, doing the right amal, Company and environment that's a crucial thing that will bring a person towards the amal. To the extent that he adopts the right company and the right environments, to that extent he'll be inspired towards the right amal. And he can be wanting to do the right amal but goes into the wrong environments and wrong company, he's going to reverse everything. That zeal that is within him also will all fizzle out. So this time of the year when Shaitan and Nafs are in full go, trying to deceive people into all the fitna and fasad. This is a time to be extremely careful and cautious, to be far away from any such environments. Out of curiosity, I'll just go and see what's happening. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Salaam says, time will come when fitna will be so widespread, Man, The one who will peek at it, it will grab him. The one who out of curiosity, just out of curiosity, I want to see what's happening, just take a drive round, just to go see what's happening, just press some buttons out of curiosity, just to take a peek, what's happening? He'll take a peek, it will grab him. Before he knows what happened, he's already grabbed. Now he wants to reverse, but that's got hold of him, he can't get back out of it. So this is, a zamana and time where fitna is at every corner, we have to become very careful, very cautious. Our primary purpose must always be in front of us, is to earn Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. So if the whole world seems to be jumping around in so-called some merry making and seem to be very excited and happy, but we know for a fact that that is not way bringing a person close to Allah Ta'ala's pleasure, rather that is incurring Allah Ta'ala's displeasure. So a mu'min will have nothing to do with it. He'll be far away from it. He will have no inclination for it as well. And even if there's an inclination, he will suppress it. Because his heart, he wants it to be connected to Allah. Ta'ala. He doesn't want to have anything, any zulmat seeping into that heart. So Allah gave us the tawfiq that we become very alert to all these issues around us and our effort become the earning of the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala in everything that we do, everything we say, what we, where we go, how we conduct ourselves and especially in this time of the year, what extra steps we take to take care of our iman, take care of our amal and stay very far away from any areas of fitna, any places where Allah's disobedience is taking place and in this way protect our iman, protect the iman of our families and one and all. Allah Ta'ala give us the taufiq. آخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين مجزية فرف يوم السند وانج بساد الله شريف. نا هنا انما محمد الرسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى اله وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو إلا الله إلا الله إلا الله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم. الله الله جل جلاله الله, الله 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 لا إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثنان عليك انت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا علمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا عن طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين إله العالمين يا الله Oh most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله Forgive us Ya الله Forgive all, O major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the entire ummah of Nabiya Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahu al Ya Allah, show your rahmat on the ummet, Ya Allah. Show your maghfirat on the ummet, Ya Allah. Remove the difficulties and hardships of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, blow the winds of hidayat, Ya Allah. Give us and the entire ummah the tawfiq of those amal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us and the entire ummah from such actions that bring down azab, Ya Allah. Ilahu lā Ya Allah, grant us istiqamat on deen, Ya Allah. Allah grant us istiqamat on iman, Ya Allah. Ya Allah perfect our iman, Ya Allah. Ya Allah take us from dunya on perfect iman, Ya Allah. Raise us on the day of Qiyamah with perfect iman, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah save us from all the fitna and fasad. Ya Allah. Ya Allah save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make your earning your pleasure the greatest goal in our lives, Ya Allah. Ya Allah enable us to work towards this objective in everything that we do, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us be forever seeking your pleasure in every word, every deed, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah, you adorn our bātin, Ya Allah. Adorn our hearts with all the beautiful and noble qualities, Ya Allah. <coughs> Ilahu Ya Allah, save us from all the evils and vices, Ya Allah. العالمين, you protect us, Ya Allah. Only with your protection can we be saved, Ya Allah. Protect our families, Ya Allah. Protect our progenies till Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Protect our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Protect the entire ummat of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Ilahul Alameen ya Allah you grant every khair, barakat afiat to one and all ya Allah Ilahul Alameen ya Allah throughout the world ya Allah wherever the muslims are in any pain any suffering ya Allah remove it with afiat ya Allah Ilahul Alameen in particular ya Allah our brothers and sisters in palestine ya Allah Ilahul Alameen ya Allah you protect them ya Allah you safeguard them ya Allah Remove the difficulties and hardships from them, Ya Allah. Allah grant them victory over their enemies, Ya Allah. alamin make them victorious, Ya Allah. Ilahu ya Allah. Ya Allah, you despite all our weaknesses, Ya Allah, you shower down your special rahmat, Ya Allah. Shower down your special help, Ya Allah. Ilahu ya Allah, guide us to your pleasure in everything we do, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, ya Allah. Those in any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove it with afiyat, ya Allah. Yes. Allah'ul alameen, grant barakat in each one's risk. ya Allah. Grant abundant, halal, and tayyib risk, filled with barakat, ya Allah. Allah'ul alameen, ya Allah, Allah, all those who asked us to make dua for them, all who have raised their hands to this dua, fulfill each one's jaya's needs, ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, ya Allah ilahul alameen remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah out of your grace and mercy ya Allah unite the hearts of the ummah ya Allah unite the hearts of spouses ya Allah unite the hearts of parents and children ya Allah unite the hearts of family members ya Allah unite the hearts of the ummah of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa all Haq, ya Allah unite one and all upon Haqi, ya Allah Ilahul <laughs> all that we have asked for your know, out of your grace and mercy bless us with it ya you allah know. what we did not ask and should have been asking ya you allah know, grant us that as well ya allah Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'uudhu bika min sharri masta'adhaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam antal musta'an wa alaykal balaagh wa la hawla wa illa billahil aliyyil azim وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ تَعَالَىٰ لَا خَيْرِ خَلْقِهِ سَيِّدْنَا مُحَمَّدِ وَآلِهِ وَاسْحَابِ جِمَعِينَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ